The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, who are you? He admitted and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, what are you then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. So they said to him, who are you so we can give an answer to those who sent us? What do you have to say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert, make straight the way of the Lord. As Isaiah the prophet said, some Pharisees were also sent. They asked him, why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, today we celebrate Gaudete Sunday, which is named for the entrance antiphon for a mass, which says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say again, rejoice. Because the Lord is near, because the Lord is near. I was thinking when I walked out, I was like, wow, there's a lot of people in mass today. They must have all come to see the rose vestment. Because it is that like one, like twice a year we wear this color vestment. And I was actually thinking to myself, somebody gave me this about 10 years ago. I think I've worn it three times because I'm always out of town this weekend. But the liturgical year always gives us a chance to reflect on, kind of reflect on our own lives. And, you know, everything in the liturgical year is really designed so that we continually re-experience the coming of our Lord in our own hearts. You know, every year during this Advent season, we're focused on the coming of Christ at the end of time, the coming of Christ as he came into the world for the first time, and the coming of Christ as he comes into 
our lives each day. And so it's important for us to sit back and reflect on that, just like we would in any relationship. To kind of reflect on the ways in which our Lord has come into our life in the past, the way he's doing it now, and the way we hope he will do it in the future. As we live in a world that is so busy, we hardly have any time to reflect on things. I was trying to think of an analogy for that point, and the closest I could come is to define the relationship talk. Like when two people have been hanging out for a while, and then they sit down and they're like, okay, what are we? And so how would that define the relationship talk go in your relationship with Christ? Normally, it would involve reflecting on how I fell in love with you. When I first noticed you. Reflecting on when you first noticed me. And everything you've done to show that you love me. It's so important that we stop and reflect on that. Everything our Lord has done to show that he loves us. And the way that he's guided our lives. And the ways in which he continues to enter into our lives. Because that helps us to answer a fundamental question that John the Baptist was asked in today's gospel, which is the question of who are you? People noticed that there was something about John, and he was out in the desert and preaching the gospel and baptizing people, and crowds of people were coming to him to confess their sins, and they wanted to change their lives. And it made people ask him the question, who are you? Are you the prophet? Are you Elijah? Are you the Christ? And John, for his part, he knows exactly who he is. And it's something that the Lord revealed to him when he says, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert, make straight the way of the Lord. I am the one who's come to prepare the way of the Lord. I'm the one who's come into the world so that people would be called to repentance and their hearts would be ready to receive the true Messiah when he comes. He knows exactly who he is. And how do we answer that question? If it was posed to us, who are you? Is our immediate answer, I am a beloved son 
of the Father. I am a beloved daughter of the Father. That's who I am at my core. But so often that question, who are you, it, it leaves us baffled and because we don't stop to reflect enough in our lives about our relationship with Christ or even our relationships with one another. I was listening to a book recently called Meet Generation Z and it's about this like generation after millennials. And a couple of the observations were really interesting in this book because it talks about how it's a generation that typically stays home more than any other generation did, but they spend less time talking to the people in the home than any other generation did. It's a generation that lives on their phones and everything in their social life and all of their connections are on their phones, which makes them very global in their thinking. And so things like race and things like that, like they don't matter as much to them because like their community is worldwide. One of, I think, the most interesting observations was that, you know, as opposed to earlier generations like mine, Generation X, where we grew up during the Cold War and everybody was afraid of Russia and things were really pretty stable, um, but we had this fear of like a giant world war. The current generation, they've only known a post 9-11 world where they're not worried about like world war, they're worried about things like school shootings or they're worried about terrorism that can happen at any moment and life is really unpredictable. So there's a tendency only, only to live from moment to moment to moment to moment. And also a fear of committing to anything because there always might be a change. And I found that really fascinating. Because sometimes we can talk about young people and we're like, they won't make commitments. Well, like, I wouldn't make a commitment either if, like, my life could totally change and turn upside down tomorrow. That would take a lot of faith. But what that generation needs, like every other generation, is to know who they are. And to know who they are in Christ. Because he is the stability that we're all looking for. And those characteristics, they're not just for that group of people that was born after 1996. They're really for all of us because we all fall into the kind of busyness of our lives that prevents us from taking the time to reflect on how it is that our Lord entered into the world and how it is that our Lord entered into our own hearts. To ask ourselves the question, do I live every day as if God became man and gave his life on the cross so that I could be free? Do I live every day 
like somebody who belongs to someone, like someone who belongs to Jesus? Am I asking every day for our Lord to be born in my heart and to help me to navigate the confusion in the world around me, to make straight the path that lies before me? Because that's what it means to live a truly Christian life. It means that we belong to our Lord because he's chosen to enter into the confusion of our world. He's chosen to enter into the confusion of our own lives. He's chosen to enter into the kind of muckiness of our relationships. in order to make them clear and to make the path straight, to reveal to us who we are. And in the coming eight days until we celebrate Christmas, there's the continuing challenge of last minute shopping and getting everything ready and stress of family members coming in or going to family members. But I encourage you to intentionally block out some time to reflect on how our Lord has entered into your heart. How our Lord has called you. How our Lord has fallen in love with you. And allow that truth to really take root. Because when we come to understand in our hearts the significance of God entering into the world, then we cannot help but to live our lives as if we belong to him. It's there that we gain the strength to make commitments in a world that's always changing. It's there that we find our security in times that are confusing or uncertain. It's there that we gain the confidence to answer the question, who are you? And to say, with that firm confidence, I am a beloved son. I am a beloved daughter. I belong exclusively to Christ. <laughs>